They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Welcome back to For the Culture, the podcast where we discuss what's relevant and what's popping in the culture. My name is Michael Gervey. And I'm Isaac Gall. We got a, we got a good good episode planned. It's going to be a good we episode. Some, some good it's going to be a great episode. About. I'm excited. Um, you want to just jump right into it? Um, it's Saturday, so as all of you uh, probably know by now, hopefully you know by now, it's our music episode. Um, a lot of new music just dropped in the last day or two, so we're going to be, you know, talking about some of that, discussing, you know, topics that relate to that. You know, let's just get it going. All right, let's get into it. All right, so the first project that we're going to talk about, um, it's by one of Michael and I's, our favorite artists. Love um, this man's music. Incredible. Up and coming. Great artist. Um, He's a great artist. And we're talking about Lil TJ's new mixtape, State TJ. of Emergency. Gervy, I'll uh, let you have the first word for this one. What do you think on Lil TJ's mixtape? All right. So, for those of you who couldn't tell, if, you haven't, if you've listened to the mixtape, it's not his traditional no, it's not style. at all. It's not the TJ that we know and love. Um, not to, like, put down his, this other style. Um, what's it called? Drill. What do they call Brooklyn it? Drill New York music. Drill. New York Drill. Yeah. So not to like put it's a it's it's its own thing, you know. People love it, people hate it. Um, but when it comes to TJ, I didn't start liking TJ for his New York Drill music. I like him for his melodic rap, and he had a couple songs on there like that. Um, My City being My City was great, in my opinion, yeah, the best song on the album or mixtape, whatever. Um, but I, honestly, I was presently surprised when I heard that this album was, um, different from his other music. I kind of put my mindset for when I was going to listen to the album, kind of put it in a negative way, this narrative that it was, wasn't going to live up to how, what TJ usually is. So I wasn't sure, um, what to think about it. And when I listened to it, I was honestly pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's not my favorite type of music, and I definitely prefer the other TJ, but he had some good songs yeah. on there that weren't the normal TJ, not the melodic rap, the the drill style, as we said. Um, like, Zoo York, great yeah, song. Yeah, and I feel, like, uh, I feel like sometimes going into a project, having lower expectations can honestly make you enjoy it more, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And, yeah, I, just, I didn't really know what to expect, and I had already, like, this negative... Um, like mindset towards the album before I'd been listened, and then yeah, I was honestly pleasantly surprised, and um, it, I, I, I'm kind of a fan, like a little bit. I wasn't like super into it, but I wasn't like, like out of it. Like it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. I also, I I would say I enjoyed it. Um. When I first uh, heard about that he was dropping this mixtape, I was really excited. 
but then when I heard it was going to be mostly drill and I saw the feature list with uh, Fivio Foreign, Pop Smoke, Chef G, Sleepy Hollow, all those uh, drill guys, I was like, oh, this is about to be a drill, a little drill mixtape. And I was not super happy, if I'm being honest, because I preferred the other TJ. Um, and I'd heard Drill TJ on, you know, Pop Smoke songs like War, and I think it was called Mannequin. And I enjoyed those songs. Like, they were okay, but not even close to, you know, what I hope for, hope yeah. for from TJ. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I come to him for songs like Ruthless and FN, where he's going all melodic and stuff. Um, but when I heard this, I, just like Michael, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I think, in my opinion, he's one of the best drill artists when he does his drill. Um, hopefully, he's not going to... Obviously, you know, a song here and there of drill from Lil TJ isn't going to bother me. But, you know, I, he said that he's not planning on sticking with, like, drill. Like, he's not becoming a drill artist. And I'm honestly very thankful for that because as much as... You know, I still pleasantly enjoyed it, um, and it was okay. Not even close to the level that, like, yeah. I hoped for from TJ. Like, 100%. this was an okay project, but, you know, it's not, like, a step forwards or a step backwards, in my opinion. It's just something different, and TJ said he just wanted to yeah. do it for his city because, you know, that's what the New York rap scene, the new rap scene in New York is kind of, like, about at this moment, uh, the drill scene. So, um, I'm okay with it, like... It is what it is. Hopefully, you know, we get some more little TJ uh, that we know and love soon. But, yeah, it is what it is, as I said. Um, some of the features were okay. Like, I thought Fivio Foreign and Pop Smoke did a good job on New York, and it made it one of the better songs on the mixtape, yeah. in my opinion. 100%. But some of the features, like, I really was not a fan of Chef G and uh, Sleepy Hollow on Wet Em Up Part 2. Mm-hmm. That was probably my least favorite song. Um, so, you know... The drill, little TJ's drill, ha- had its highs and its lows, um, and everything in between in this uh short seven yeah. track mixtape. And like, I I like what you like. I like what you said when it wasn't really a step forward, but it wasn't really a step backwards yeah, either. Yeah, it's just its own it thing. Just, it is. It's different. And I, again, I agree with you. I, for me, when I rated the album and listened to it, I think the two best songs weren't drill songs. I think the best song wasn't a Joe song, like My City with J.I. Um, yeah. I think that's by far the best song. But then aside from that, um, Ice Cold was okay. And then I had Zoo York and Getting Lit as my second and third. So, you know, I had some Joe songs in there. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I had Ice Cold second. I, I don't know. I just, that's why I go to TJ, you know, for that melodic yeah, rap song. That's why you. I fell in love with TJ, like his sound. Yeah, me too. I and just, the drill. I didn't find Ice Cold that, like, amazing to me. Um, I just, and I that's really, fair. I honestly, like, as much as I'm not a big drill guy, but, like, as I've said, I'm starting to get more into drill, uh, especially because TJ's done it here. Like, it's gotten me way more into it than I was before I heard this mixtape, um, which I guess, you know, was probably part of TJ's point to, you know, put some more people on to you know new york sound and new york's yeah, new style get a name for it um so I, you know i can appreciate and respect him for that um yeah like i really enjoyed zoo york as a song um it was very you know aggressive the 808s were going crazy on that song and yeah i mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that one but overall the project was, was pretty good yeah um it was like okay i, I like that he only featured new york artists so i think that was a really you know 
nice, you know, concept and a really extra way to, you know, put on for his city. Because, you know, he had, yeah, yeah, he had how many features? I I think seven features and they were all New York artists. Um, This is my first time really listening to like Chef G and Sleepy Hollow. And I like I've heard a couple of songs, but I'm not going to be, you know, diving further into this stuff. Um, I've heard a little of Jay Guapo. He's okay. Fivio and Pop Smoke, you know, obviously are starting to blow as like the top of the drill scene. Um, R.I.P. to Pop Smoke, obviously, but he was definitely mm-hmm. the, you know, he's definitely a really big artist now. But, you know, I've, I think around four months ago, I found out about J.I., the Prince of New York. I, I think he's up and coming. Um, I really like some of his songs. And yeah, he seemed. He has a little bit of a little TJ in him, just a little more like chill and mellow and uh, emo mm-hmm. in a sense. Uh, but yeah, I think big yeah. things are definitely coming for J.I. Prince of New York. Um, but I find it, n- now this is kind of what the topic I want to segue into from the little TJ album. And that's about coronavirus and its effect on music and when artists decide to drop. Um for the over the last few weeks i've kind of been developing this like thought process or i don't know if that's the right word but i've been uh thinking about this topic for a few weeks now and i find it interesting when artists like little tj or little uzi or little baby or something like that will decide to drop something during this whole quarantine i find it you know i find it very interesting you know obviously you want to put your music out but for an artist that uh, creates like hype music that people want to go to clubs and dance to, I really think you should hold off on your music. Um, for, you think so? Yeah, for a couple months. Uh, if you're trying to, you know, know, get the most sales and get the most growth on your music and get the bag, uh, and you're like a club banger type of guy, you should hold off on your music for a couple months uh, if you really want to get that boost. And that's why. I had this kind of theory confirmed to me in the last couple of weeks because not only have artists been saying like I dropped mine through the coronavirus and it's still popping, which shows that like they know that there's a risk to it. There's a risk to putting it out because you're not going to be getting as much like attention when you can't go and play it in clubs for people like Uzi and like Takashi, which we'll get into soon. Um, but yeah, there's a risk there. And, you know, people say, I still, I put it out through the coronavirus and it's still doing well. So, you know, they clearly know. But I also had to confirm to me when I saw um, a report of Frank Ocean's sales in recent months skyrocketing because he's not one of those club bangers. So I think if you're an artist like The Weeknd, The Weeknd dropped it through this too, his album. I think that was a perfect time to drop because people are holed up in their houses. They're, I don't want to say depressed, but they're, you know, obviously kind of lonely um yeah sadder depressed er you know so i think it's more chill you're not like running around i think it's a great time for those artists to drop but for an artist like little tj or like as i said little uzi to be dropping i really think you know you should hold off on your music and you know if i was close to them or like managing them or involved in their record uh label or stuff I would tell them this, to be honest. Um, I know Migos said they want to wait on the Culture 3, their next album, until after this whole uh, coronavirus stuff is done. And I think that's really, really smart. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yes, honestly, I agree. But I think, I don't know, I feel like some for someone like Uzi, I feel like it could go either way. 
And especially since like like don't don't tell me you were happy. Don't tell me you weren't happy when Uzi dropped. Like, no, of course I'm happy. And you know, from a fan's perspective, I'll always be happy when someone drops music. And I would never tell someone not to drop music. But I'm thinking from like a manager's perspective, or like even from like the from artist like himself's perspective. perspective. Yeah, from like if I was going from Uzi's perspective, nah, they're like Uzi's manager. When I'm see when I'm probably gonna see less sales, less uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, all that less listens you know less streams yeah i feel like i don't know i feel is i guess we're we're sticking with uzi here but i don't i feel like uzi could go either way i feel like uzi uzi uzi's music especially uh, like eternal tech had it's like hype songs and not like i feel like i feel like uzi releasing during this time is okay and i didn't think i don't think him releasing like later after the coronavirus when people can go to clubs and stuff would have like been that much more of like a change or difference i think it well i mean obviously we'll never know but i think it'd be worth you know waiting to get some extra money to get some extra sales you know hype up your records more um because you know you can't really do anything and nobody your fans can't do nothing with it except listen to it in their houses which you know they have been doing and they ran up uzi's numbers like big time but yeah you know it could have been run up even more um, like we can, you and I, you know, we used to listen to a lot of music in the car. We can't listen to the, in the car. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, but, um, and that's just, I don't that's know. just one, you know, car. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely, <clears throat> excuse me. I see what you mean by like, there's definitely artists that should, I don't, I think everyone who's released that is like relevant, everyone that's released an album or a project. I think it's been okay, and I don't think it would have been that much crazier to have waited. Everyone, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think there's been a good example of someone who's like missed out or should have released or shouldn't have. Released. Everyone who's you know dropping I mean? speaker music right now is missing out. And I'm like, not saying knows? necessarily they're missing out big time, but some of them probably are, and they're missing out. You know they're suffer. They're having negative effects due to this thing. Um, I guess I'll stick with the Uzi example because that's what we've been using. Um, yeah. Think about it. Like I'd be playing Uzi's music at our basketball practices or pre games or something like that. I'd be playing it in the car. I'd be playing it. You know, chilling with the boys. I'd be playing it at school. I'd be playing it. You know, walking no, you're, places. You're right. But and, but and think in about like, it like social this. settings. But all those social settings aren't there, and that's just for me and like a few of us. No, think about like 100%, everyone like around the world that that adds up and then clubs and then bars and restaurants well, probably not restaurants but you get my point think about it like this when i'm with people i'm gonna play it off the speaker that's one person playing the song for a bunch of people to listen to during a time like this everyone can play the song on their own yeah so instead but of one play you're not for six people much. it's six plays you know i don't know like like i still i still I still like I played Uzi. You still play Uzi? Oh, don't I you? bump Uzi. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people still listen to Uzi um, as this example. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like but there's so many different settings where people would be listening to Uzi where you know they're not now. And I don't think so. I really I don't think so. Because think about it, like you're playing on a speaker for a group of let's say, let's say you're playing in the car for like me and like another person or two, 
and then let's say we're going to meet up with some friends and they're playing it in the car for another person or two or you know someone else is driving on their own and they're playing it um that's that's just like our group of friends and like we're just like 10 or so kids in the middle of like Winnipeg, Canada. Um think about like New York, Philly where Uzi's from, LA, all the club settings, the bar settings. Um all these places. You can't go out and yeah, film guess, like a music video either, which helps run up your numbers. But think think about it like this. Why couldn't I? So let's say let's use your the idea that you're pushing here. I'm not going to listen to it as much because Uzi releases. I'm not going to listen to his songs as much because the vibe or whatever doesn't fit like what's going on right now. Like I, I'm in my house. I don't want to listen to Uzi. That's what you're saying, right? Or I won't want to listen to like, not the that I Uzi won't listen to Uzi, much. but that I'm more likely to listen to someone like Frank Ocean of the weekend. Okay. Okay. And that's fair. A bunch of settings where Uzi would be played. Those settings are non-existent right now. So why I, I don't think it affects that much for the sole reason that I'm not going to get sick of any of those Uzi songs because I'm not listening to them as much. So I'll just play them after the quarantine. And then there's the people who will play them during the quarantine and after the quarantine. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, but records are always there's played people more that will listen. hyped up throughout the first week or two or I a think, month. I, yeah, but especially, I mean, Uzi, I, I don't know. I don't know if Uzi, like, I don't know. Keep in mind, I, I, I just I don't think so. Uzi. Like we could also yeah, talk about I guess we're just NBA we're sticking Young with Uzi. Boy, There's or, a lot of people. You know, we could circle back to Lil TJ's you know mixtape. That's a big thing that you know I'm sure a lot of people in New York will be playing in like club settings or like hype you know yeah, get no, together right. social settings and those really aren't happening right now, especially in New York where it's really bad right now. You're right, and but just imagine like, I, I mean, if I was an artist right now, I'd be making so much music. Um, it would be all I'd be doing. Yeah, you're making the music, but that doesn't mean you release it now. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see an issue with releasing it during quarantine. I don't like. There, like NBA YoungBoy. That's a great example. Yeah, like he shouldn't be releasing anything. Exactly. Um, obviously, someone, people like Drake, for example, can like break the. They can break the mold because they're just that transcendent. Um, and yeah. it wasn't a super hype release from Drake, so like it was a different style. Yeah, um, it was more dark. Like all I'm know. saying is, people like Frank Ocean, the weekend streams were going up, but overall streams are going down. Like, um, from March 13th to 19th, when like that that's when you know the it really started to close and like people started to quarantine, streams went down 7.6 percent. And that's yeah, yeah. Like, um, but the fact that Frank Ocean's streams are still going up through that shows me something. Um, it shows me that you know people are playing that more, but overall music's being played less. Digital song sales yeah, it, throughout that time dipped ten point seven percent. It's crazy that yeah, like it's it's having a big effect on people's music. So I think you know. You go into, you're locked up, you go in the studio, you keep making music, great. But I think, you know, for some artists, like, you know, Youngboy, TJ, um, you gotta the hold, baby, you, you hold off. Um, maybe Uzi was a bad example because maybe he's that big now. 
Yeah, I I also think he's big enough where it it wouldn't have mattered that much. And he also does make some music that's chill. Yeah, yeah, that's also true. I guess. Um, he's he's he has a variety. You know what I mean? Yeah, he has a variety. But for someone like. The baby, I think the baby shouldn't have released. I also think the baby shouldn't have released, and especially like it was a really random release. Like, yep, there wasn't that he much warning have, for it, and that's, and his style is hype. That's like yeah, his style, exactly. He makes super like hype songs. You listen to in the car, you listen to with the boys or whatever you're doing, playing ball, or whatever. You still haven't listened to the album, have you? I've listened to a little bit of it. I'm gonna wait till quarantine's over so I can listen with the voice. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Use your logic against you. <laughs> I'm not, listen- still really I'm not listening to the baby album with you. I'm going to be honest. It was not good, but that's besides uh, the point. Um, There's only people that should try to release during this time, though. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously it depends how far it goes, but this would be the perfect time for Frank Ocean to drop an album. <laughs> You just want a Frank Ocean album. I do just want a Frank Ocean album. He's my favorite artist, but also, like, it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, I guess. Because, like, if his streams are going he, up right now, and, like, people are, like, alone mm-hmm. with their thoughts, um, staying yeah, up later true. because they got nothing to do in the morning, um, this would be the perfect yeah. time for him to drop. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I know he won't because, you know, I know Frank Ocean just... Because he's Frank Ocean. Because he's Frank Ocean, but... Frank Ocean being, doing be Frank Ocean things. Yeah. He, you know, he released his two singles, Dear April and Kayendo. I guess I'll have to make do with those for now. I'm not sad. It's okay. Um, But, yeah. <laughs> don't cry. It's okay. It's okay. Don't cry. <laughs> um, but, anyway, yeah. That's just my thoughts on uh releasing music during coronavirus. Definitely risky for some artists. And, you know... I think their exposure and their sales and streaming numbers definitely going to take a hit. All right, now let's move on to, you know, a different artist. So now Lil TJ's been talking about the past couple of weeks. He's been in his antics that you've all seen about how he's the king of New York, beefing with A-Boogie. But now oh, yeah. the supposed real king of New York has come home and he's dropped a song. Takashi 69 is back. He's dropped his song, Gooba. The King has returned. He racked up almost 44 million views on his YouTube video for the song in 24 hours, which is ridiculous. Um, I think that's a. Re- I think he broke a that record. That is a record for most streams and or most uh, views in a day. Um, he smashed the Instagram record by over six times for uh, views for a live for views on a live. He got two million Insane. viewers on a live. The other one record was like 350k by Tory Lanez smash that record um yeah but yeah six nine is home um he's already had to be relocated he's... because someone found his location so the police have already come and relocated no him yep really uh just a couple That's hours insane. ago or something he's already uh being relocated um but yeah uh what are your thoughts on the new six nine single okay uh, the single i mean i mean he he probably made this before like there's no way he made this i guarantee after. he made it after you, th- you really think so because think about it he had no mention of treyway he had no mention of gang activity um he had no mention of uh what's it called scum gang i don't it's kind of the same which like, i guess that's just he's not allowed to though. say 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what? You he he might have made it out, or he maybe remade it. He also sounds. Well, yeah, he, he could have remade it. He also sounds a little different. Oh no, he talks about "You're Mad, I'm Back" in the song. Oh, so he yeah he made it after. Yeah, and like, like haha, don't care I, stuff like that. I think this return of six nine is gonna be so good for the rap community and like for publicity and like exposure. I mean, I don't know about for the community, but I think his exposure and like what's about to happen is going to be incredibly massive. It's going to be, I guess already, you know, a global phenomenon right now. What's going on with six, nine, like hundred percent his, like, as we said, his numbers are off the charts. Um, but what did you think about the song as a whole? The song? I mean, it's just like another six, nine song, you know? Yeah. He did what he does best. Just makes like a, a weirdly titled, like, I swear he asks like toddlers for his like names of the song. But <laughs> it's hard for me to remember another the names of, of the songs at this point. Like, actually, They're like, all so it's like Gooba. Like I, I forgot Goo-goo, for a while like, like what the name was, but like Yeah. They're all similar. They're all just like weird sounds. Yeah, exactly. Makes. It's like Gooba, Dewey, Kika, like I don't know where he comes up with this stuff, but like, you know, he does. I'm I t- I'm telling you, he hires like a three year old. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would not. First thing the three-year-old says, that's the title of the song. <laughs> but the song overall, I mean, it's just an, it's good. It's just like he does, he did what he always does. Makes a hype song. To da- it's fun to dance to. Yeah. Just dance around your um, house, I guess. They restricted a lot of the content he could talk about. And he was still able to make, you know, a typical banger, which I thought was like... I, <laughs> yeah. I, I it's was, funny that like... Yeah. I, I thought it's funny that cool. all the things he says in his songs are like restricted now. You can't like talk about anything. Yeah, like there's just, like, there's find something there's else a to line, talk about. You know, there's a line that he can't cross at this point, and you know he did a good job walking that line. Um, he sounds a little different, like the way he's pronouncing words. I found like he's been off, he's been on the game for like a year and a half. Um, so yeah, I found he, I find he sounds a little different, which I thought was just nothing notable or anything. Just I, I just noticed it. And finally, he's. It was a little different in the sense that, like, the second verse, he was, like, kind of rapping. Like, not just yelling, you know, when he's, like, dropping those Spanish words yeah, and stuff like, like that. Flowing a little he bit. was flowing a little bit, which he never usually did in, like, if he wasn't yelling. He's evolving. He is evolving a little. We saw that evolution on Dummy Boy when he had, like, songs like, you know, Fifi and Mama. I think those are what they're called. And like Bebe and Mala, the <laughs> Spanish ones. Uh, I sound stupid. Just I sound names, stupid just like dropping a three year old. Like you sound right so now. dumb reading them. I sound so dumb. But you know what? It is what it is, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, you know, with 6ix9ine, you, you never know, you know, what's what's about to come up. Uh, I, I'm so I excited. I think though. and I hope. Like, I'm very excited. I think and I hope it's going to be, it's going to be huge. Um, I hope, you know, he stays safe, obviously, first and foremost. But I hope um, he's able to come back and have a successful career um, despite all the snitching. Like, I think this song yeah, this song will probably go number one. Um, it'll probably be his first number one hit, in my opinion. I don't think he ever had a number two. I think Fifi was the top, and it peaked at three or four, maybe even five. But I think this will be his biggest song. You think so? This this song, Google yeah, Google. because well, I mean, look at what it did on YouTube. Like, 
just in 24 that hours. That's very true. I think a lot of people... Uh, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, never mind. You're right. Like, originally, Killshot, he broke Killshot's record by Eminem for, like, the biggest streaming debut, or big, most views in 24 hours on YouTube. And he broke it by, like, 13 mil. And Killshot debuted at number two. I think... I I personally think 6 9 is the most relevant artist right now. He sure has been over the last day. I mean, if you look at Academic's account, you know, he's always been a 6 9 fan page. But, like, I remember texting my friend Adam, like, yo, look at Academic's. 32 of the last 36, like, posts on his Instagram page are about 6 9 which is ridiculous. Like, 6 9 is going to blow up. He's got... He already has. He's got everyone talking right now. Like, everyone who, like, cares about rap is on one side of this whole snitching thing. He's got... People like Snoop Dogg and Meek Mill and Rich the Kid and TJ and everyone cursing him out already. And he's been relevant for like a day now. Um, but yeah, he is, he is a marketing genius. His coverage goes beyond. Like he, everyone knows about this. This sounds weird to everyone say. Everyone knows his name. Like if you look at him, like he doesn't look like it, but he is a genius. Or he maybe not him, but his at least his team is it. Actually. I don't even know if he has a team at this point, but he, he doesn't have much of a team, he, I think. He might anymore. be his own team. Yeah, because I remember, like, I was looking through his last, like, few Instagram posts before uh, the whole thing happened. He's like, I fired my crew. Uh, I'm booking my own shows. I'm doing my own manager stuff. And obviously, things have changed now. He's not rolling with that crew. And I know he signed, like, a $10 million, like, couple album deal or something like that before he even got out of jail, which is ridiculous. Uh, so he might be rolling with yeah, those people, insane. but... Whoever's making these decisions and, you know, deciding on, you know, his career path, like, movement, um, they're doing a great job. Uh, They said he can't be trolling anymore, and he's not trolling in the same sense, like, where he's, like, directing all these messages at, at, like, YG and putting a hit out on Chief Keefe. He's not doing all that stuff. Um, but he's still finding a way to be relevant and make people angry and make people talk about him so much. That's his, he makes that's what he's so he creates good at. Conversation. Just making people talk about him. Yeah, he creates so Everyone much talks you know, about controversy him and has an and, opinion you know, on him. Conversation around his name. And I think he's just he's genius when it comes to that sense. Um hundred percent. But yeah, I think what are your thoughts on uh the whole snitching thing? I'll let you talk first. Okay, so me as a person who's not in a gang um i don't i don't fully understand how it works so if you're in a gang and you're listening i'm I, i'm sorry i don't i don't fully understand the trust and the commitment of a gang so to someone in a gang snitching probably is looked very down upon i feel like you understand that's somewhat, my assumption though. like that's my assumption because it's just like snitching on the boys, you know. Yeah, I guess, but I feel like a gang is a is a little a little more hardcore than than the boys. Oh, hundred percent hardcore, more hardcore. But like, you know, it's just like in the sense you would never snitch on the boys. People are like, you never snitch yeah, on yeah. the gang. Again, I still feel like I still feel like if you're in a gang, you're like closer than if you're. It's like I feel like that's snitching on family. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not a gang, okay? Yeah. That uh, I just wanted to preface my yeah, opinion that's all that. i got is you know relating it to obviously i'm not in a gang either. yeah so um i i 
I get it. I mean, I can't get mad at him for snitching. I I can't. I mean, I what was what was his sentence before he snitched? It was like forty something years. Forty something years. He would have came out. How old is he? He would have came out like eighty or seventy, six, seventy. In his sixties, probably he would have come out. Sixty. He's. He's twenty four. He just turned twenty four. That's your whole life. That's your whole life gone. That's like that's two thirds of your life gone already. I can't blame him for snitching. I mean. If you have the opportunity to, I mean, he basically, it's either live your life and snitch or be in jail for majority of your life and then get out and what are you going to, what do you do like after that? What do you do when you're 60, 70 and you get out of jail and you're six, nine, your hair is probably faded. You're some random guy. No one knows you. Um, I, like I can't get mad. I can't get mad at him for, for taking that opportunity to free himself and to, I don't know, allow himself to live his life. Like, I get it from the gang perspective. It's probably super, he's probably disowned by everyone. Yeah, oh, 100% but, he is. Um, but, again, I'd also like fix, that also fits his persona of, like, being annoying and, like, making everyone hate him. Like, that's his thing. Yeah, but his thing everyone was also, him. like, being a hard, like, gangster type of thing. And now nobody can take him yeah, seriously know, in but, that sense. I feel like at that point, I mean, at that point, he did give up the gang stuff in terms of loyalty and stuff he like did. that. I mean, he had to. Yeah. Um. Obviously, like you, I'm not part of a gang. Um. <laughs> I got no affiliation there. Um, Gangs, please do not come and no. attack us. <laughs> <laughs> if you know me, you know that's it's not my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't live the gang life. Sorry. Um. But. I also have to see where he's coming from. I can't get mad at him because, well, first off, I would have done the same thing. Um, and I bet you Can over you 50%, I bet you over 90% of the people on, like, Instagram and, you know, hating on him, saying, oh, he snitched, I can never, you know, like his music or like him anymore, I can't respect him. I bet you 90% of those people at least would have done the same thing. And Yeah, probably. You're facing 40 years... That's your entire life. And it that's not even the main point for me. But, like, the fact that you're facing 40 years and then you could get out after less than two, that's that's so such a dramatic change. And you can't a lot of people bring like up, that. you know, Bobby Shmurda in this sense and the fact that, you know, oh, he didn't snitch. Uh, in fact, he took more years to get his friend less years. Yeah, he was being offered five years and his friend was being offered 12. And instead, he took seven, so his friend could also get seven, which is so much respect to that. Like, I respect the hell out of Bobby Schmerder for that. But there's a difference between going from five to seven and then going from two to 40. Like, yeah, you take, you take, you know, five, like, you, Bobby Schmerder's still going to come out and he's going to drop something and he's going to be popping again. Like, he's, he's likely going to start popping again. Um... Like, let's be honest, he's going to come out, he's going to drop something, and he's not obviously going to be as relevant as 6ix9ine because he was never as relevant, you know, going in. And especially, like, yeah. rap wasn't as big as it is right now. Like, it's it's been the leading genre for a year or two or maybe even more now. Um, mm-hmm. But he's going to come out and he's going to be fine. I hope he drops music. Um, but you go in for 40 years, you're done. Like, not only is your career done, 40, but your life yeah, is done. 40 40 years we could be on the we could be on the moon in 40 like 
Yeah, not like we could be on Mars in forty. Think years. about like forty years ago, it was nineteen eighty. You you get locked up for forty years right now. You come out, it's twenty sixty. That's a long time, and there's a there, it's one thing if like he snitched on like he snitched on the homies like he snitched on his boys or anything like that or like he snitched on his gang at that point but you gotta remember who these people were to him um not only were they using him to like make money for the gang but think about like what they did to him they tried to kidnap his mom they kidnapped him and like beat him on camera they tried they like tried to take millions from him they uh they messed around with his baby mama and like you know they did whatever yeah. with her um and finally they tried near the end like when they got locked up they tried to have him killed they treated him terribly. they treated him terribly and while they were using him to like, make money for their gang stuff for the to live the gang life um and they tried to have him killed in the end so who who is really to blame here like Sure, he snitched, yeah. but he's not snitching on the gang anymore. Like, he gave up, like, a few days before that. He said, like, I'm firing my whole team. I'm separating from these guys. Um, and he showed that he was separating. Um, and the fact that they were, you know, trying to kill him, it says, like, and he snitched on them. Like, it, it doesn't show, like, a sense of loyalty or, like, like it doesn't show that 6 9s not being loyal by doing that. It shows that the loyalty was already gone. They voided the loyalty when they did all those things to him, which is like some of those things are ridiculous. Like, why would yeah. he ever be loyal to people who tried to kill him, who tried to, who kidnapped him and beat him, who tried to kidnap his mom? Like, that's another level. Yeah, like that's that is another level. That is another. Like, of level. course he's gonna snitch on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's to save his own life, and it's just harming theirs. Who, like, if he can save his own life and save his career and just harm people who tried to kill him, like. By all means, so win win. Like by all means. So yeah, he yeah. came back. I have no problem with it. He's the king of New York. He made twenty it's million dollars in royalties while amazing. locked up. He's in jail for less than two years, and he made twenty million dollars in that time. He signed a ten million dollar record deal from jail. He comes out, has one of the biggest like comebacks like ever already. Um, yeah, he's the king of New York. I'm like, I'm sorry, to little TJ. I'm sorry to a boogie. He's <sighs> the king of the world. Man, like, she's taking over. Yeah, like, I, I have no problem with the snitching. Um, yeah. I, Don't I, snitch on me though. I, I can't, I can't judge. Obviously, like, I'm not a fan of snitching as a whole. Like, don't get me wrong, but snitching. Get them wrong. Like, if it were coming down to like, the boys, like, I'm not gonna snitch. Obviously, um, I mean, between two to forty years, you never know until you're in that situation. Obviously. Um, but I'm also not. Yeah, part it's of hard that game to like. Life. It's it's hard to judge, judge when you'd never be in that situation. Um, so I, that's another reason I think people should lay off. But like, I have no problem with him snitching on people who tried to have him killed. Like no problem. Yeah. With it. All right. Um. Now let's move on to the final, you know, big thing that we want to talk about that dropped this week. Obviously, there's some others uh, that dropped, like you know, Nav dropped, Lil Dirk, etc. Yep. But, you know, this was the final big thing for the week that we want to talk about. And that was Young Thug and Chris Brown's collab mixtape, Slime and B. So, you know, Gervy, once again, I'll let you have the first word. All right. So, um, never been. Actually, that's not true. I like Chris Brown. Um, 
never been a huge Young Thug guy. I mean, I, I think he makes good music sometimes, in my opinion. Um, and I wasn't sure how they were going to work together. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. This album, mixtape, whatever, if you're going for a walk, going for a bike ride, hit shuffle and just go. Every single one of these songs, except a couple, are consistently good, upbeat, fun songs to listen to. And um, a song I want to shout out, which I know Isaac will disagree with me. Don't say but it. I know exactly a, what you're about to say. There is a song called Undrunk on the album. <sighs> Isaac, when we were listening, Isaac had already listened, and he prefaced me telling me that these last songs on in the album like list, track list, were bad. And when I listened to Undrunk, wow. <laughs> That is a great song. Man. And I know, I'm sure a lot of people here are going to disagree. Undru- Go right now, listen to Undrunk, and you're just going to be happy. It's just such a fun song. Your head's going to be bopping. Um, obviously, there's some amazing songs on this album. Animal. Is it Animal or Animals? Animals. Animal. Uh, whatever. It was great. Like Animal or Ols. Um, Never know. Incredible enough. song. That 100% the best song on the album. Yeah. Um, but overall... A lot of these songs are just fun songs to listen to, and I think they sound good, the melodies are good, and I think that's what they were trying to accomplish, and they did a good job. Yeah. Um, just like you, when I first saw like this announce, like I was hype, but I didn't know how they were going to work together because they just seemed like they're obviously like relate- in the same world and in the same realm, but... You know, Young Thug doing, like, R&B stuff. Like, Chris Brown can rap. He can go on a rap song and he can rap his ass off. But Young Thug going to R&B, I thought that was really interesting. And I didn't know how it was going to work. Um, I'm a big Young Thug fan. Um, he's an incredible artist. He's probably the best trap artist of all time. Um, yeah, him, Future, and Travis at this point are the big three. But I'd say Young Thug is probably the best trap artist of all time. But... This is R&B. It's completely different. I'm like, what's Young Thug going to do here? I hear the first song. Not a fan. Is Say You Love Me. Uh, you didn't like that one either, right? No. And that, and I was worried when I heard I that I was one. also worried when yes. I heard that. And then I hear Go Crazy. And I hear uh, Trap Back. And like all these songs in a row that I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. Like, Young Thug can sing on those songs. Chris Brown, we all knew, could sing. He's, like, the, one of the kings of R&B. Um, but Young Thug, um, I thought he was also great on the R&B stuff. Like, he was great. And they came together for, like, a really enjoyable, fun, summery project. Um, yeah, what, what else can I say? I really enjoyed it. Songs like Animal Go Crazy, City Girls. Just a lot of really quality songs on here. Um, the Undrunk. ones without Young Thug on it were some of the worst songs on the album, probably. Undrunk and uh, what was the worst whoa, one? What was the bottom whoa, one? Whoa, whoa, um, The one with like Hood Baby or whatever that guy's name was. Um, but yeah, the ones without Young Thug on it, I, which I thought were interesting, they were m- less like Chris Brownie and more like 90s, like, I don't even know, West Coast. They were more West Coast rap. Yeah, so the worst songs were like Undrunk and then No Such Thing featuring Hoodie Baby. Wow. Um, Yeah, I found it interesting that without Thug, Chris Brown went to a more 
West Coast rap style, uh, which didn't really suit him and didn't suit the vibe of the project. Um, yeah. But yeah, otherwise, it was a great project. Um, really, you know, I hope we can see more from this duo because, like, sometimes there's these unexpected duos that you never, like, you never foresee or, like, see coming and you never expect them to, like, make an album together. Like, the f- the fact that they made an album together, in my opinion, is just ridiculous to even think of. But, like, there's so many duos where you never see them coming and then they just hit you with some great work, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and great project. Uh, I know we differed on Undrunk. Um, those features were terrible. You like it because yeah. they sound like clowns. And they tr- were. You like it because they, they were, sound like clowns. Whoa, whoa, whoa! They were incredible. You like it because Too Short and E Forty sound like clowns. They are not clowns. They That's sound mean. stupid. That's rude. They sound stupid. Take it back. That's rude. No, that song no. is trash. They sound stupid. Sure, it's a club you, banger you when should. Chris Brown's in it, and like. I just think you need to get undrunk, bro. That's all I'm trying to say. Sure, when Chris Brown's on the song, it sounds like a club <laughs> banger. But E40 and Too Short, I'm not going to stop. They, they're trash. They sound like clowns. No, they're incredible. And if they're listening, I'm a fan. Just letting you know that. If you're listening, retire from rap. Like, I know <laughs> I know they're, like, legends in, like, the West Coast, like, E40 and Too Short, and I respect that. I respect what they've done. But... Your time that I respect was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like, retire. Please retire. Um, I'm reading our text right now. Right when it came in, you just said, excuse me, what? And then just LMAO. And then you're like, I love the yeah. song, I love the song. No, they sound like clowns. Retire from rap. I never want to hear your voice rap I- again, E-40. kind of mean. I'm sorry. I never want to hear him rap again. Um, But now... You know, there's a bigger topic that kind of surrounds Chris Brown's name. You know, wherever he goes, his reputation's been a little tarnished. Um, this is something I want to talk about. So, for artists like Chris Brown, obviously he's had the very infamous uh, incident, probably over ten years ago by now, mm-hmm. where he. Uh, it's a while. Wow. Uh, he like beat up Rihanna. And for artists that have those like domestic or like have issues outside of their music, how do you feel listening to them? You know, listening to their music. I'll let you, you know, take it away. Okay. So, um, this happens a lot in everything. Um, a good example. Um, and one that I, I've talked a lot of, with about um with other people is um carl malone in the nba um which is kind of it's it's the same idea of yeah it's very similar where he yeah and um this is what i say whenever someone asks me their opinion or my opinion on a situation like this um and i'm not trying to be like don't hate on me you know but um i i try my best to separate people's personal lives yeah. with their you work. Separate the art from the artist. Yeah, and I, I, I personally, when it, I think, I think Chris Brown makes amazing music. Chris I Brown has one of the best awesome. voices I think his of music all time. Is awesome. He is arguably like yeah. the top five voice in all time music. 
Yeah, he has like an incredible like him, voice, and his music is him, incredible. The Weeknd and Michael Jackson are the three that I can think of as just the top voices in all of music. And yeah, and I feel, I, I almost feel like it's unfair to me, to have to not listen to his music. Because of what he did, and I'm not saying I like him. I don't like him as a person. I like his music, and I think it's almost unfair to me that I, I shouldn't listen to his music it like takes away from my experience if i enjoy it i feel like i should be allowed to listen to it and not support him and i get that like by listening to it it's support it's a in a way supporting him like financially but i can speak out and say i don't like him as a person i don't support the things he did in his personal life but when it comes to music he does it very well and i enjoy listening to it and i don't i don't support the things he's done but I'm a fan of his music. Like, here's the thing. Chris Brown's already got the bag. He's, you know, secured the dough. He's going to keep getting yeah. the bag either way. Um, Obviously, I guess it's technically, like, financially supporting it, but me streaming his songs, all, like, my all-time streams for Chris Brown probably haven't even accounted for, like, a penny into, like, his pocket. Like, obviously, everyone yeah, altogether. That's what people say. Every, obviously, everyone altogether you know, it's different. And like, if every one person said that and like every person like decided to stop listening to him, it would be a different and like a much larger effect. But the financial, you know, advantage he gets from me listening to his music, it's, it's not significant enough for me to stop listening to his music because it's just such good music. And like, you got to be able to like separate the art from the artist sometimes Obviously, there's, you know, different circumstances, but um, I think it would take something super, super extreme for, like, people and, like, me specifically to stop listening to Chris Brown's music. Like, this man would need to go, like, do something really bad. Yeah. It's it's, because it's hard. If you enjoy it, it's hard to not, like, listen to it because of... Something unrelated. Like there was to a it. whole thing with Michael Jackson and like you know the kids or whatever. Um, people aren't gonna stop listening. Like there's obviously a few people who are gonna stop listening to Michael Jackson music. More than a few. Yeah. There's a decent amount, but most people are still gonna play Michael Jackson's music. They're still gonna listen to Michael Jackson's music, and they're still gonna love Michael Jackson's music. That doesn't change, because the art was still phenomenal. The person may not be on that pedestal, at, like as high up on that pedestal anymore, but. The art mm-hmm. is still phenomenal. Um, and that's just one side of it. I've heard people, I've heard so many people talk about they won't listen to Kanye anymore because of his political views. And I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, yeah, I think that's absurd because he hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't done anything illegal by that. It's just his opinion. Yeah. And by that's saying exactly. slavery is a that's choice, crazy. not only does it not harm the music, but it's, He's not doing anything illegal. He's just saying his, you know, political opinions, and he's allowed to support who he wants. Just because, you know, he's an artist and, you know, he's got a platform doesn't mean, you know, he can't speak out about, you know, things that are, you know, more sensitive topics. And, you know, he should be allowed to do that. And if he's not saying anything illegal, I don't think, like, people say, I I won't listen to Kanye West anymore. I think it's just stupid. Yeah, it's his opinion, like, I get mad at someone for having an opinion. Yeah, exactly. I don't care who it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't care. Like, your opinion's your opinion. 
once again of separating art from the artist but especially separate art from the artist in this instance because like if you know hurting someone like chris brown beating up rihanna and kanye west supporting trump you can't equate those you cannot equate those um so you know obviously both are separating art from the artist but one Mm -hmm. it's just okay like i have to think about this because chris brown did a like a really bad thing but his music's still great and the other one is just kanye west has some you know opinions i don't agree with like it's not the same thing um so i think political views and stuff like that don't affect me at all obviously things like the chris brown the michael jackson um they're more of like an internal moral struggle but you know this is just how i feel that like until someone does something really really bad um i'm still gonna support them and listen to their music not support them but i'm still gonna listen to their music uh i may not support who they are but i support the art that they're making and like rappers you know we're a fan of like rap music they get arrested all the time like most rappers are being arrested for something and obviously it's usually not domestic abuse or you know pedophilia or anything like that um but you know if we were to like not support any rapper who was arrested on like criminal criminal charges or something like that or like went to jail we would have to narrow down our list of who to listen to um so much and it's like where do you draw the line you know there's not like a specific line where it's like, oh, he did this, so like it's crossed my line of what to listen to. So, uh, I can't listen to him anymore, you know. And it's like, my favorite song of all time is like "Runaway" by Kanye, and I'm not gonna stop. Let's say Kanye did a Chris Brown right now. Um, I can't listen to my favorite song of all time anymore. Like. It just seems kind of ridiculous. Like, listening to new music from someone is one thing, but to have to get rid of all your old music that you love, it's just, you got to be able to separate art from the artist. Yeah, no, definitely. You got anything else to say on this, or? No, I th- like, I, you you covered it, and you kind of said, that's kind of what I was going at, too. It's, and I don't, and I can understand, I can understand why the people that can't separate it, the art from the artist. Yeah, I understand it. Um, and I respect pers- personally. I don't have a trouble. Yeah, like with it. I can understand it, and like I respect that. Just as I said, I respect you know artists' opinions like Kanye. I respect your opinions that you know that's too much for you. You won't listen to their music. I respect that, but you know I don't think that's like necessary, just to me. You know. Okay, so yeah, like overall, um, there's many ways to look at it, but overall. Back to the album was a good album, and I think I highly recommend listening to it if you haven't. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, that was a, that was a good good discussion, and there's a lot of viewpoints, and there's a lot of ways to look at, it, and everyone has their own opinion. It's a very um, uh, and as we said, I respect it's your a very opinion. sensitive topic. So uh, you know, don't get mad at us for our opinion. It's just our opinion. If you have different views, it's okay. We respect, you know, we yeah, respect let us know, though. Let us know, yeah. Let us know. DM us on Instagram uh, at ftc.podcast um, and let us know what you're feeling about it. Because, you know, we, we, yeah, we really want to hear from everyone. Um, we love fan feedback or fan, you know, opinions. So just let us know. Yeah. And yeah, check us out on Instagram, ftc.podcast. Make sure to hit us up with a yes, follow. Sir. And if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe. 
Spotify. You should be Apple doing Music, that right now. Google Podcast. Right as we're saying this right now, right now, you should be ending your podcast and going to subscribe right now. Yep. Share share the podcast with your friends. Do whatever. Yep. Um, we thank you guys for the support. 100%. Keeps us motivated. Um, and yeah. Yep. This has been For the Culture. I'm Michael Gervey. I'm Isaac Gall. And we are For the, for the culture. culture. Thank you. Final song.